think your brand is just your colors and logo? Think again. Courtney Freetag's here in the cafe today, pulling back the curtain on everything that goes into a brand that connects. Come on inside. It's time for the Growth Strategies Cafe podcast designed specifically for female online business owners. I'm your host, Teresa Cleveland, and I believe we can all make a difference in that having a successful online business is one of the best ways to do that. Let's be real though, growing an online business isn't always easy, it definitely doesn't look sexy all the time, and it's one of the most fulfilling endeavors you can take on. There are no secrets to building a successful business, there's just the stuff you don't know yet, and we'll be talking about it all here in the cafe. Whether you're on your way to six figures or beyond, you are in the right place. So grab your favorite beverage and pull up a chair. Let's get to it. Hey, Courtney, it is so good to have you here on the Growth Strategies Cafe podcast. I love that you're going to be with us this year. This is your first appearance in front of our audience or in their ears. So if you would take just a minute or two and share about where you came from, what you're doing and what lights you up, where we can find you online. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here as well. I'm Courtney Freetag. I'm a brand coach and I help women who are scaling a business really uncover what's important to you so we can define unique strategies and a brand that grows with you. I really believe that We don't need to skip to the sexy part of branding, but really get that foundation in place to help define all of the goodness of your business and communicate that effectively to your audience. I've been, gosh, graphic designer for over 20 years. I niched down to brand strategy and brand coaching about three years ago when I brought my business online. Nothing makes you feel like a newbie than coming into the online space. So it's been quite the experience. But I'm a mom to two. Before this, I was a magazine publisher and a newspaper reporter. So I really take that love of storytelling and words and illuminating kind of experiences and bring that into brand coaching. Fabulous. Now, I just want to ask you because I've talked with several people lately that had this that I guess I didn't really think about until somebody started talking about it, but had this experience of coming into the online space thinking that it was this whole new animal that they had to tame and learn. And then, you know, after six to 12 months, finding out, you know what, it's just business online. Have you had that experience as well? Absolutely. And I think it quickly makes you kind of forget what you know. I came from a corporate background, so I've definitely, you know, been in a team environment and been in that creative space physically, but to bring it online, yes, it can make you sort of forget that you have, you know, whether you had a career or whether you had a business that you started, you know, at home, whatever the case may be. So yes, it it does quickly make you forget what you know, and just bringing and applying those skills in a new way and with a wide, wide variety of people and obviously a much broader reach. I think it's so interesting. When I look back, I realized that I did the same thing. I came in and I thought, hmm, I would see things that people were doing and I would think, huh, I think it would be better if we did this, or this makes more sense, which is part of what I did in the actual world, face-to-face world, was to help businesses do business better. So, but then I I went through that whole thing where I came in and I thought, you know, okay, this was what, but I'm new here. What do I know? (laughs) 
Right. Well, I think there is just this instant gratification with the online space and things are expected to move so quickly when in fact it does take a while to get your footing and understand kind of exactly what you're saying, how to apply the skills that you've either learned through a career or with your college degree or whatever the case may be. How do those apply now to this fast moving online space where there's a lot of, you know, should have, I should be at this certain mark by this expected time. So once you kind of get into the space and get your footing a bit, it does all snap into focus of like, oh, okay, I do know things. I, I am an expert or an authority at this. And just gaining that confidence to, you know, own that voice and really curate how that's going to look now in the online space. Absolutely. And I did a podcast, you know, the beginning of February that I talked about that. There's really no time limitation on that. There's no expiration date. Like you can still fall into that. I've been in the online space now 13 and a half years. And it is crazy that, you know, as I made that shift in my business, that all happened again. And I immediately fell into the shoulds. And I'll post that link in the show notes as well. But it was very interesting because I was doing a different thing. And I have to admit, working with you on the brand and where I am now, that really played into that. It was deep work, you know, and I know that we can take it as seriously as we take it. And, you know, we don't want to take ourselves too seriously, but to be honest, and I was very surprised at how vulnerable I was during that work. I'm so happy to hear that because I think like we're constantly evolving. And if we're not, I don't know about you, but I hate being stagnant or not learning and not growing. And I think that again, with all of this information at our fingertips and all of these online connections and new colleagues and new support systems that we have, you can't help but not grow. So how lovely that over 13 years, you've continued to rediscover yourself. And that's what I love about working with women and their brands, because you are constantly evolving and you do need to check in on your brand. You do need to nurture it like a living, breathing thing, because it's expected to grow with you or become stale and it stops connecting with the right people. And it kind of stalls you out and gets you to this place where all of a sudden you've grown, but your messaging and your content and your marketing and your voice and how you show up does not match that. It's not as confident. It's not as, you know, just you. I love that you were able to really take that opportunity to go deeper. Well, thank you so much. I am so grateful for the experience. You know, one of the things that I dealt with. So this is something for our listeners, because, you know, while we're doing these things, we also are running our business, we're busy, we're doing these things. And I will say there were a couple of times, well, I know one, the first time I actually did try a shortcut, I went back to (laughs) my old stuff, right? And I thought, Oh, I'll just, you know, take from this and tweak it because it's grown from this. And I went and I got everything out of my digital files and I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, that's not going to work, right? So then I printed this stuff out and I had to go and sit and really work on this. So there was that. And then when you sent me kind of the summary of the work that we had done partway through and I looked at it and first of all, I think I just misunderstood the assignment, honestly. (laughs) Because I was thinking, I didn't at that point, and it's crazy to say, because I've worked with people through this process as they're working with branding professionals like yourself, but I saw it and I thought, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. And I wanted to move on to the next part, 
And part of that was because I thought, okay, again, I wasn't looking at it as my internal document. It was, okay, she's got a good enough idea of what I'm doing. And it, there were definitely things that weren't on point, but there was overall, it was great, you know, to have somebody get you like that. Right. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great. What's next? And yes, I am a high achiever also, always competing with <laughs> myself. <laughs> and yes. So, yes. so we started on that, but then you called me on it and said, you know, let's go back and let's look at that. And, you know, I'm part of that, not just being a high achiever, but it is because we're busy because we have the clients and we have the work that we're doing. Absolutely. So anybody that goes through this process, I can just urge you to really set aside the time, not even set it aside, but build it into your calendar so that you can focus on this, because this is some of the most important work that you'll do, not only for communicating with your audience, but for yourself. Because if we aren't close to it, if we don't understand it and can't verbalize it or write it down, how the heck can we communicate it, right? And because it's such deep work and it can be uncomfortable, of course, we want to skip over that part and get to the fun part. Of course we do. That's why I'm always joking. Like everybody wants to skip to the sexy part of branding and pick their colors and play with fonts. And I am a visual designer. Like I get it. I love that part too. But that deep inner work that only comes with building that brand strategy and really you are developing this way to drop that wall between personal and professional. And I can say that has been the biggest transformation personally, because I was always very much, you know, I had corporate Courtney and I had personal Courtney and there was never any overlap. Even when I published an autism magazine and my son is on the spectrum, like I felt that that was unprofessional. So coming back and really spending the time to dig deep, it, it pays off in spades. It's just the ROI on it because you can write messaging and content that doesn't feel forced. It's just flowing out of you because you understand not only yourself, but you understand your people and your audience and your community and how they need you to engage with them, how they learn best, how they digest information. So yes, I did pull you back because I know that we are, we're busy, we're scaling businesses. Like we know what it's like to have clients and serve them and make decent, consistent money. But now if you do want to scale and make that impact go further, it really requires having this foundation. So I'm glad that you found that helpful. Well, yes. And it's probably one of the most valuable things that happened in our time together. I love my new brand. I love the colors. I love everything about it. And I don't think I would as much as I do if I hadn't done that work. And honestly, when I work with a client, that's one of the things that I always, we start there, mission, vision, values. And the number of people who fight against that, you know, because they have that experience from corporate, you know, where it's just words and everything else like that. But I need to know that. How can I help you if I don't know those things? So when I saw yours, when I opened the workbook, <laughs> I just had to chuckle. And I said, oh, it's going to be like that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, isn't it funny too, how it's so hard to do that work for ourselves and we do want to skip over that. And I encourage all of my clients, once we develop the strategy and all the things, you know, that are sustainable to them, I know we are going to touch on that, but just making sure that these strategies and the way that you are working in your business, it fits into your life. You know, I don't give out strategies that feel just so outside your comfort zone that you're not going to stick with them or things that 
don't take into the account that you're with your kids the majority of the time. Like we really look at how it's going to fit into your life. But what I was going to say is just how easy it is to do that for other people. And we want to skip over that when we know how important it is. We know how beneficial it is. We need to do our own programs. We need to walk our own walk. And I've been doing that over the last several months as I rebrand my business. And it is fascinating how you do fall back into those old habits of like, okay, just on to the next thing. I got this. I know it. I know my business. Like I know how to explain it. So yes, I will yell that from the rooftops <laughs> for the rest of my days, how important it is to just slow down and really go introspective and how much that truly, truly helps the, the long-term growth of your business. It does. And I'm so glad you mentioned sustainability. That is my word, my theme for the year. I want it for myself. I want it for the people that are listening. I want it for people that I work with because we talk about sustainability as, oh, that's, that'll be sustainable. And, but we don't talk about it, I think, in a way that we are really embracing it right? It's like check it off the list, but it's an actual experience. You know, I was by the end of last year, I was exhausted. You know, that right there, that was not sustainable. I would not have been exhausted, you know, and people talk about balance. And I don't know that it's so much balance as much as really dialing in, knowing what you're doing, who you're doing it for and using your resources to reach those people and to enrich your own life. And for me, my word of the year, my theme of the year is for my family, it's for my whole life. So it's not just a business thing. So let's talk about that because again, depending on where you are in your business journey, what phase of business you're in, your branding supports that. I think there's a time where you're not really focusing on the branding in the beginning. I've seen so many people put money into the fancy website and the colors and the logo and all the things to find out that six months later, nine months later, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't even do that work anymore. But they feel really stuck, right? Because, well, I'm kind of married to it. I spent all this time and money on it. So what do you say, let's talk about that from somebody starting out on that journey to becoming that sustainable business and how that contributes to that journey. Well, I think you hit on a lot of good points. And I don't think I coined this phrase, but I heard about building a business that fits into your life. And that seemed very like woo-woo obscure until I really looked at what that meant. And for me, I have two teenagers, which I thought by this point would be like, they don't need me. They're good. Not like changing diaper days. They need me more. And so I have absolutely taken into account not only like flexibility and freedom with, oh, I have an extra 10 hours a week, but what is the flexibility and freedom I need mentally to really be present and help them through teenage crap to be there when they need a mental health day, whatever that might look like. So to me, that is sustainability. That is consistently looking at my energy levels. What do they need from me right now? What do my clients need? What does my audience need? What does my community need? And looking at all of that and really measuring it against where am I mentally and what I can give. So sustainability is, it doesn't mean posting on social media five days a week. It doesn't mean having scripts about Instagram stories that you need to be posting two times a day and following these strategies that you hear and that people are pushing into your business. Because I don't know what you have going on in your life and your business and what your impact is. And maybe you don't have income goals. Yours are more you know, relevant to the type of impact you want to make. 
So I really want you to always feel inspired when you write your messaging and your content. I don't want it to feel forced and like an obligation that you have to tick off that fifth Instagram post for this week and that was it. So in the beginning, I think really wrapping your head on what does sustainability and growth and your vision look like. And more than anything, building that confidence to be the face of your brand. I don't care if you have a small team and you're not considering yourself a solopreneur, but you have to really become comfortable with speaking to your audience, letting them understand who you are as a person, again, dropping that wall between personal and professional, and really understanding what it means to speak with confidence and authority and start to build that community. That is really where I advise people to start building their brand, ground up, boots on the ground, your face, pushing your comfort zone and and getting out there as much as possible. Because contrary to popular belief, your brand is more than colors and a logo. Mm, Absolutely. Yes. Yes. But we come into this world and that's like, oh, I want, I used to build websites when I came into this online space. I used to build websites. It's like, oh, I want a website just like so-and-so. Sure. I can build it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Well, it's so interesting too, as a graphic designer, you know, I always had an online portfolio and it had to be dialed in and very curated. And as I've gotten into this, you know, more of kind of the coaching and the strategic space, I haven't been asked for a portfolio item. I haven't, you know, I think I have everything if somebody wants to see it. And I do have examples on my website, but that's not where I very much transitioned away from feeling like I have to have, you know, everything that everyone is telling me to have. I wanted to get to know people that were coming inside my Facebook group. I wanted to understand what their goals and their mission were, what kind of work they were doing. And so really, I was putting my time and efforts there and really, you know, building up that engagement, letting people know who I was as both a business owner and a mom and a wife and all of the things. I want people to really understand that. So they relate to me. They see themselves in me. They start to see the progress and the growth I've had, and they see themselves in me and those results are truly possible. Be the face of your brand, really get in there and focus on engagement, writing from the heart, sharing your stories. That is going to take you very far in the beginning. I love that because I have to say, I've never seen your portfolio and it never occurred to me to ask for one. (laughs) Right, right, right. right? Because I've gotten to know you through your posting, through different groups we're in together and your own group as well. And I thought, as I was going through this shift, that I thought, you know, it's going to take a couple months. And it was like 18. Holy shit. As I did that, and I thought, okay, then the next person, because I, at that point, I was in the should so deep, I need to do these things to show that I know what I, it was crazy. I was just going to say, I think at every level, there's the shoulds and the needs, but our ability to work through that mindset much quicker and trust ourselves to make those decisions very quickly and trust our authority and our audience and that the clients are there, it it moves us through those phases much more quickly. I can't agree more with that. There is Mindy Hebner, who is also one of our experts. She's mindset. And it was so bad that I knew I needed help. I could not do this within myself. I was like, so outdone. Once I started working with her, everything clicked. And leading up to that, I was thinking in all of that, I was thinking, okay, so the next person I have to hire is a marketing person. You know, and I think a lot of people get this backwards, right? Just like where I was. And I thought, okay, I've got to have the marketing plan. Like I've been out here a long time. I know 
things to do and all of that. But again, we're so close to our own stuff. It's like, okay, I'm going to hire somebody to help me come up with this. And I thought, okay, so I even put, you know, to out to some of my mentors, like, hey, do you know a good marketing person? I want to start interviewing people. I told my team marketing is next. And in the work with, that I did with Mindy, as I was just able to be so much more clear, it occurred to me if I was working with someone, talk about going through your own program. My next thing, like, what are they going to ask me? I know what they're going to ask me. They're going to ask me all the branding questions. They're going to ask me mission, vision, value. They're going to say, who is your eye and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. I am so grateful <laughs> to have been at that point instead of wasting the money going through something that wasn't going to work because I hadn't done this work first. It is so foundational. Yeah, I joke that I'm woo curious because I really, really, really discounted mindset. And I think we're very similar in that we're scrappy and we'll figure it out and we're 100 miles an hour and we got it. And I worked with a business coach who was very focused on mindset. And I joke with her now, it took me like eight of our 12 months together to finally be like, okay, I get it. I get how the mindset plays into this. And it truly, truly informs every single part of your business. It allows you to move through those emotions or sit with them and make decisions from them much faster. Because like I just said, you know, we're at every stage of business, there's going to be those growing pains. There's going to be a little bit of self-doubt creeping in, or can I do this? How do I do this? And if you have that strong mindset foundation, I think it serves you so well to see clearly and address what do you need to do next in your business. And also not shy away from sharing this stuff with our people, not shying away from, you know, if you've been in the corporate space and you've had to kind of hold this stuff in and, you know, that was not professional. I mean, I share stuff on social media I would have never, ever thought of, you know, a year ago, but it brings me closer to my people and it lets them see that normalizing these conversations and normalizing, you know, the struggles that we go through and what we learn from them and really what is possible. That's what I love from this power of storytelling and sharing to make that more digestible and more normal. Let's have that be a big part of this online business world conversation. Yes, ma'am. Because what happens, what I see with that is when I hear someone talking about something that, oh, she gets it. She gets me. And that's what I want people to say about me is she gets it. She gets me. And what I'm going through, because it's just like nobody wants to go get marriage advice from the single guy or the three <laughs> times divorce guy or a woman. And nobody wants to take parenting advice for somebody who's only read books and never spent 10 minutes with a child. So, you know, and I do find this to be, be in this arena now and to be able to have these conversations. It's so much easier, <laughs> right? It's it's like showing up. And that was part of my exhaustion was just like showing up in a way that I thought I should versus I did a Facebook live in my group last week. And I'm like, look, this is it. I'm done. I can't do anymore. This is I'm exhausted. And so you're going and I said, you're going to pretty much get me uncensored. And I'm like, nope, you're just going to get me uncensored. <laughs> because Yeah, you know, and sure. And, and, how, and, and how and how many people, yes, exactly the freedom and how many people related to that and appreciated that you could drop that veil and just be like, this is who I am. And this is what happens some days, some weeks in the online business world. And, and it's okay. And not everything is just this toxic positivity and wonderful and rainbows and a million dollars overnight. And, you know, I think 
obviously, the longer that you're in this space, you can kind of start to vet out and see the same things over and over and, and, you know, kind of pluck what you will and what you want to learn from. But exhaustion is a very, very real thing. And I think that, again, that's why there is such an importance on defining what strategies you can use to keep your business growing and and keep that impact going in a way that's not going to burn you out, that you're not constantly reinventing the wheel, that you're not afraid to speak on a live or write a piece of content because you're afraid what people are going to think. Like all of that taxes your mental energy so much. What do you have left for yourself and for your family and your friends and your household? Not much. So, you know, keying into those strategies early on, I think is really, really beneficial. And if we've learned nothing over the last, what, four to six years, is that there is nothing, absolutely nothing that you're going to be able to post that some people won't disagree with and some people will agree with. It's just the nature of the beast. Absolutely. And that's part of the beauty of growing your own community and audience, whether it's a Facebook group or through your Instagram, whatever platform you choose to be a part of, getting more confident and trusting that people are going to either resonate with your message or they're not. And if they don't, you know, we've heard this a million times, it's okay. Like, see ya. We want to be surrounded with like-minded people who share our brand values, who we can relate to, who we can speak to that are a couple of years behind us in that business journey. So we can, again, start to normalize some of this stuff much earlier. Like I wish that some of the stuff that I know now, obviously I would have known then because yeah, it, it, it is definitely an experience and the online space is, it takes some getting used to. There's no, there's really no easy way to say it. Yes, ma'am. So let's look at this and let's leave people with some tips as they're thinking about their brand, no matter where they're at in their journey. Obviously, you know, I don't recommend going for all the colors and logos. I mean, you can pick some colors. You can pick something in the beginning. You know, you don't have to be married to it. So that'll make you happy. It, it seems like an accomplishment. Like, okay, that's out of the way. So do that. Be happy with that. And if you're just starting out, what are some things that they should start paying attention to? Well, I think definitely, like I said, being the face of your brand, boosting that confidence of being in front of the camera, whether that be on photos or video, really letting people kind of, you know, get to know who you are. And that is not easy for everybody. So finding your comfort level and then continually trying to push yourself just a little bit more, whether that's, you know, if you're terrified of doing lives, make it a goal to do one a month and build from there. Starting small is absolutely okay. You just want to make sure that you're not stagnant, that you are continually trying to do it afraid because that is the way that you grow. There's just really no two ways about it. Choosing colors, yes, but colors are a whole separate psychology. So I really want to encourage people to, if you are in the coaching space for women who are action taker, very leadership oriented, possibly pinks and blushes and the taupe colors we see, like maybe that's not the right way to attract those people. So at least understanding a bit of who you are trying to connect with and trying to attract. And so I would, yeah, definitely, I think if you do, if you can't wait and you want to skip and, you know, ahead and pick some colors, then trying to at least map out who your audience is, how they want to feel. And that takes me into just you're creating an experience with your brand. So again, that goes way beyond a logo or colors or your social media templates and profiles, 
it's really how do you want people to feel when they interact with your brand? For me, I want them to have fun. I want them to feel supported. You know, I did a masterclass in December that could have just been me talking at my audience, but I made it an ugly holiday sweater mixer so we could all come and have fun and look ridiculous and have blinking light necklaces and a way to just absorb the information, build our businesses, but have fun. So really keying into what that looks like for you. Even if you can take it six months at a time, where do you want your business to be? It doesn't have to be income focused. You know, what type of impact or programs do you want to develop? Because really having that foundation and being able to speak to one type of audience about one type of service is going to help you not burn out. It's going to avoid that exhaustion because you're going to get to know the type of language that resonates with your people, what is relatable. You're going to be able to test out some things early on, which is really beautiful, and do the market research with a group, even if it's small. So those things will take you very far in the beginning, for sure. Yes, because I, you know, so many times we have an idea. This is what I see a lot is that we have an idea, we come in, it's a great idea. And automatically, it's like, okay, what what about Facebook ads? And what about this? And what about that? Oh, yeah. And so, sure. you know, this is going back to when, you know, and I've seen people who have spent a lot of money with a lot of different programs and to hear crickets, right? And once again, it's because this part was skipped over. So for those are the people that I'm talking to that are in that early space and like, okay, if learn a little bit about color, that's great. And choose something so that that doesn't keep you from getting into the really deeper stuff. And so I think, you know, keeping a document on your Trello or your OneDrive or your Google Drive, just start observing, listen to what people are saying, the questions that you're getting. I used to, and I still do, I love to go on webinars of other people just to hear the questions at the end. I love that. There's so much gold in there. So really paying attention to them. And then you're going to see the things that resonate with you and the things that don't, right? You're going to get so much gold in, in this journey that, you know. Absolutely. And I think too, just another tip would be to start your own kind of brand voice bank, where if you say phrases a lot, if part of your brand is you swear a lot, or part of it is just, you know, whatever you've curated and what feels innate to you, start tracking those little phrases you say and how you're saying things and what and testing what works and what doesn't. How is your audience responding to that? Yeah, exactly. I'd learned a good tip about using Amazon and looking at their reviews. So if I look up brand strategy and I get some books that come up and I start reading the reviews of what people, this was a great takeaway from the book, or I really wished I would have learned more about X. That again is starting to help you learn what does your audience need? What are they out there searching for? What would they be Googling or buying a book off of Amazon about brand strategy? Like what are they trying to learn and achieve? And then, you know, again, content and messaging around those things that your people are asking for. Yes. I just reminds me, I saw a post earlier today. It was Mike Wayne, I believe. And he said, yes, you could cuss on the Mike Wayne show. And in the comments, somebody said, fuckity fuck fuck. <laughs> you know, and it was just one of those things. Some yeah, people are going to be people. so totally offended by that. And that's okay. They're just not his people. They're not my people, you know, because they're just words. And I think personally, I should do an episode on that. I think 
fuck is such a great word because you can use yes. it in so many different ways. It's, <laughs> right. it's, it's It needs no explanation, right? Yes. And, 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 it and can be too... exhilarating. It can be like down. It could be like, yeah. anyway. So, but that's just it. When you said that about cussing and, you know, there are people that cuss that I don't follow because it's like they, for me, it hits me as if they are doing it for the shock value, doing it, you know, and, and it doesn't seem authentic. Right. So I'm like, I, I just can't. And I think one of the biggest things learning, you know, in this space is that you don't have to be polished and professional and buttoned up to make money. You just simply have to be yourself and understand, again, how to infuse your experiences and what you have learned into a way that resonates with your people. So they, they want what you're offering. They want your results. They want to be in your energy. Again, yes, comes with a well-curated brand, but it also comes with just simply being yourself. And that sounds so trite, but it's like it, that's really gaining the confidence of being yourself and the ROI of that trickling into every part of your life is pretty profound. So I will tell I, you, I mean, after yeah. I did that live last week, I slept so good that night. Yeah, oh, yeah. I slept so good. Yep. And it just reminds me, I always think about this when you know your mission, your vision, your value, when you do this work and, and it's not an overnight thing. It's not like you're going to sit down one afternoon and like pound it all out, but mm -hmm. It's your brand becomes your beacon, that lighthouse that is sending out that beacon to the people who will be able to see it. And they're going to be drawn to it because that's what they're looking for. They, they're they looking for that. So, yes. I call your brand your hardest working employee. It works for you 24-7, which is why I'm so passionate about it reflecting you and really being an extension of you because it is out there while you're asleep, while you're on vacation, while you're at the park with your kids, like your brand is out there representing you. So it's important. It's, it's really important. It's so important. It's your voice. So Courtney, thank you so much for being here. I'm looking forward to you being here the rest of the year. I'm so excited. And I always feel so blessed that I am connected to so many incredible women and the experts that I picked this year are all about your business, the different parts of it. You know, I can't know everything. Some days I might think I do, but <laughs> I can't know everything. So bringing people like you in and just having that consistent message out here so that people can find you and learn about these different parts of their business. I'm so excited for this year. So let everyone, you mentioned your group, let everyone know the name of your group and where you hang out online, where they can find you. Absolutely. So I have a group brand storytelling society on Facebook. It's a community of women who are building wealth and worth together. I encourage you to promote with passion. I don't have promo days because when you are inspired, I want you to jump in there and connect with people and promote your business. So brand storytelling society on Facebook. And then I'm on Instagram at brand coach Courtney. All right, then. Well, we'll make sure and put that in the show notes. Again, thank you for being here. And thank you. you'll be able to get all of Courtney's information in the show notes. And Courtney, have a great rest of the quarter. Thank you so much. You too. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Growth Strategies Cafe podcast. If it resonated with you, be sure to share it on Facebook and tag me to let me know how you're using this info to grow your online business. And of course, you're always welcome in our free Facebook community. And you can get there by going to growthstrategiescafe.com forward slash Facebook. Hey, while you're at it, go ahead and invite a friend. We'd love to have you. I do, I do, I do, I do.
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.